All right, welcome to a special episode of Beat the Bookies podcast. Now, this first part that y'all are about to listen to, it's really the heart of the episode, but I was joined by two special guests, two big Giants fans, and, you know, I thought about it. It was only right to have some Giants fans hop on and talk their shit, because as much as I hate to admit it, this is a special team that I think we're watching, and I, I think they have a real shot this weekend against Philly, but yeah, I was joined by two of the biggest Giants fans I know. They hopped on, they talked their shit, deservedly so, and it, it was a great episode, so you're about to hear that first. Second part of the episode, I'm going to share some bad gambling advice because, you know, it's beat the bookies so we got to keep up with the theme. But yeah, without further ado, let's get into it. Two biggest Giants fans I know, my guys, Adrian and Matt. What's up, fellas? We outside, baby. What it do? What it do? Ready for this big drum on Saturday. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm going to ask y'all off rip. Just off rip, bro. Can this team win a Super Bowl? Go ahead, Matt. I'll let you start off with that. You want me to start? Yeah, you go first. Talk your shit, man. Can this team, can this team win a Super Bowl? The unequivocal answer is yes. All mm-hmm. caps. Jay, you said it earlier this week. This this run that they're on right now is eerily similar to the 07 and 2011 runs, where they're coming in as wild card, nine and seven records. This year, we got into a tie, which haven't happened in the last 30-plus years. Whatever. We still made it to the playoffs. We clinched. And, like... The team is clicking on all cylinders right now. You saw it in Minnesota last week. The world saw it last week. The world saw the arrival of Daniel, Danny Dimes Jones. That's my boy, number eight. He's <laughs> on the scene, right? And he yeah, had one sure. of the – mind you, that was his first playoff game. And he looked like mm. – I don't I, – you know, I hate to say it, but he looked like prime Tom Brady. Like, let's let's be honest. You know <laughs> okay, what I mean? Like, okay, okay. Boy, okay, through relax, 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 relax. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> if you okay, watch. Compare the compare Brady's first playoff game to Danny Dimes, bro. I bet you Brady didn't put up those type of numbers. That's fair. That's a fair point. I bet yeah. you the Brady. So he threw for three on one, threw for two touchdowns, and ran for seventy plus yards. Right, Saquon yeah. Barkley, two tuds, fifty plus yards, fifty plus receiving yards, over hundred scrimmage yards. So nonetheless, like I said, this this run that they're on right now is similarly eerie. I mean, it's similar to, you know, the, the wild card runs than the previous two postseason runs. And before you started to record, I remember I mentioned that we haven't won a game in 11 plus years. The last time we won a game, we were getting ready to go to high school. We were literally in eighth grade, you know, like yeah. we were children and now we're grown men. And the Giants are winning and we're on top of the world right now. So the unequivocal answer is yes, this team can win a Super Bowl. If we beat Philly tomorrow, there's nothing that could stop us. Nothing. What do you think, Adrian? Shit, I agree a thousand percent with my guy Matt right here, man. If we bit, if listen, if we win against Philly, nobody can. Philly honestly is probably my favorite to win the Super Bowl this year. Like, if if rightfully so, yeah. If they if they beat us, I think they taking it all. But let's let's not think like that, man. We we get in this dub tomorrow. But mm-hmm. um, listen, I honestly I want to see. I might sound crazy, but I want to see Kenny Galladay get a couple more snaps on the field, bro. Like, hey, yo, you're right about so, that. You're so right about up, that. What's up with him? Like, because that's probably the most polarizing player on y'all team. Like, I'm seeing shit like niggas right. making jokes like, oh, he's 70, he's 70 catches away from his reaching the, yeah. the contract. Bonus, all right. types of shit. Like, what, like, what, like, why has he not been, like, doing his thing? Hey, you could, I'll let you I think, first. I think, honestly... Um, the money and he got lazy because we were trash last year. Maybe 
and mm. he wasn't really motivated and he probably that's why like that transition over to like training camp and shit yeah. and now he sees us winning like like you seen the block he had on the run like against the vikings he he smoked his ass twice he laid boy out he laid that boy and, out and that, that first career touchdown with the giants he really yo he mossed the shit out darius slay like and that's that's a top three corner in the league he did that too you know, on a perfect, obviously on a perfect, on a perfect dime from uh, our third string quarterback Davis Webb, but but still, that that was a sick catch, man. Like, like you know, he was he was one of the best deep threats in the league. You don't just lose that shit overnight, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? I think he got to see at least he got to see a couple more snaps. Like, if he get an easy drop right away, take his ass out the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, but give him a chance. If he if he fuck up, take him out the game, man. You know what I'm saying? Because right. he there's no rooms. There's no room for fuck ups with with Kenny Galladay no more. You know what I'm saying? Like if right. he's not making Zero. a good play, he got to be on the bench <laughs> at this point. Right. Cause right. He's he had a bunch of easy drops this season. Like he barely been yeah. talking. He was dropping like a five yard in. Like come on, right. bro. Right. <laughs> Any one of us could have caught that. It took that to the yeah. house. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but shit is sad, can bro. I, can I can I jump in? Yeah, yeah go, go ahead. Matt. So yeah, to Adrian's point about you know him being lazy. Um, so. We have to take into context that this season, there's a new regime. So we brought in Brian Dayball. We brought in Joe Schoen. Um, you know, coming into the season, we, you know, we, we were looking on paper to be probably one of the top 10 offenses in the NFL with Kenny Galladay, who's a 70-plus million-dollar receiver. And a lot of people forgot and swept underneath right. the rug Kadarius Toney. Yeah, Kadarius Toney who got traded to the Chiefs. You know, he, he he's a dynamic threat coming out of the, um, you know, the wide receiving core. And, um, you know, Saquon Barkley, obviously, and, you know, Danny G, uh, Danny Jones he, having he, something Ster to prove. Sterling Shepard got, got her week three. Sterling Shepard. And then, you know, all of that, all of that oh, going on. Um, I forgot about Shepard, bro. Wow. I was at the right. game. He, I was at the game. He tore his ACL, bro. Right, right. Yeah, I love Shep. I love Shep. I love Shep. Wow. Shep's hurt. been there he for years now. All the time, bro. Yeah, bro. I love him. I love him. healthy for shit, man. But on Kenny, on Kenny Galladay now. So I think throughout training camp, there was a lack or a sud or yeah, a lack of urgency on his part with proving himself to the new regime. Um, so you know, just getting off to that bad start with the new regime and getting off to that, you know, leaving a bad taste in Brian Dayball's mouth, and you know, having all the executives see him and how he performs throughout training camp, going on throughout the season. I just, you know, I just think he worked himself out of the the pecking order, so to speak. And yeah. there's more hungrier receivers on the on, on the team, like Richie James, for example. Isaiah Hodgins, who we signed off the street. He's a in monster, like week bro. seven or Wait. whatever. I, yo, he went crazy last OD. week. He went crazy OD. last OD. week. Love yeah, he's Hodgins. different. He's different. So I think, you know, with this new regime, they want players who are going to, you know, fight and work hard and really mm. grind, like grind. That's like the... That's the culture that this, you know, Brian Dable has instituted since he's been here. It's about mm -hmm. grinding. You and, uh, you know, no matter... Exactly. You better earn the playing time. And then no matter how, you know, fancy your contract may look or no matter how many Pro Bowls or uh, receiving stats that you may have had before you came to the Giants, none of that matters. It's it's all a level playing field. Everybody has a clean slate. And he just didn't, you know, get off to that, um, you know, good start with the new regime. The other thing I want to say is that Mike Kafka, who's the offensive coordinator, his schemes don't necessarily benefit the skill set that Kenny Galladay has. Um, so right, the scheme right, that, right. you know, Mike Kafka runs is more intermediate passes, so 10 to 15 mm -hmm. yards, whereas Kenny Galladay... Exactly, exactly, things of that nature. Whereas Kelly Galladay is, Kelly Galladay 
if we, you know, go back to his time in Detroit, Matt Stafford used to just throw the ball down there. And, you know, Kenny Galladay used to just go up and get it. You know what I mean? You know, everybody knows that meme or the tweet where everybody just, uh, you know, I don't know who. Yeah, somebody's down there. Yeah, that used to be Matt Stafford and Kenny Galladay in in Detroit. But this that's that's not what it is here. So, and again, you know, to Adrian's point about him getting that touchdown in in Philadelphia two weeks ago, I'd love to see that. Like, you know what I mean? On that same exact play. On that same exact play. And Danny Dimes is, a, you know, he's miles ahead better uh, than Davis Webb. So I'm sure, you know, given the block and the effort that he showed last week in his one to two snaps in Minnesota, I think warrants him getting some time. Like five to seven, maybe seven to ten. Something, something, something. You know what I mean? Well, maybe he's blocking on the run. You know, give probably give him one or two talk. If he if he catches first pass, give him another target. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we'll need we'll need it. We'll need it because going into this matchup with Philly, this is their third time, and they always say it's hard to beat a team three times in one season, right? Mm -hmm. So the Giants are going into this with house money, and they're going to introduce some new schematics both on the offensive and defensive side that Philadelphia hasn't seen, and Jalen Hurts is rattled right now, but looking to see KG make an impact. I fuck with it. I fuck with it. Yeah, Yeah, I'm glad y'all mentioned Dabble, because but I didn't even notice. I seen this shit on Twitter. Like when he was with Buffalo, so before he got to Buffalo, yeah, I remember Josh Allen was just a. St- it was a sicko, bro, with the turnover. Yeah, and he got to Buffalo. He got Josh Allen right, and I think part of that is why you know he got his name up. You know, like he he started getting respect around the league and got that head coaching job. And then he, before he got to the Giants, Josh Allen, like I mean, I said Josh Allen, Daniel Jones, sicko turnovers. You know. Yeah. Me, Adrian, but like we were talking, like, yo, we thought this dude Daniel Jones was gonna be a bust, and all of a sudden, like, this man is is like a franchise quarterback. So yeah, that boy, yeah, big props to him because he definitely turned it around. For sure. For Daniel Jones, like that's the perfect marriage. All right, so what do y'all think would be like the is the recipe for this for tomorrow to beat Philly? Like, what's the perfect recipe to beat? Because Philly's bro, Philly, that's a team. I'm not gonna lie, that's that's a fucking like, team. Man. Hurts that's that a, offensive that's line, a powerhouse. They probably yeah. got, I think, them two receivers, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, probably the that's that might be the best one-two in the league. I don't know. Like, it could be, like, some other oh, names I'm forgetting they got, about. They got goddamn. They yeah, got, they have a good they argument. got Rudy Sanders out there. They got Boston mm-hmm. Scott, who for some reason, always r- runs us over. That little fucking <laughs> yeah. five, six running back. Just, yeah, he, I, I hate Boston Scott so he much. He can't be fit. <laughs> like, he really kills us, bro. Like, like I hate Boston oh, Scott man. so much. I hate Boston Scott, bro. <laughs> but no, so, I, what y'all think? What what's like the recipe to beat this Philly team? Like, if y'all watching the game tomorrow, what do you want to see? But firstly, don't let Boston Scott run run us over because that's really that's, that's number one. You, just, like, that's he be going he be going crazy like that, bro. He, he has ten plus, I think, touch <laughs> rushing touchdowns against oh us, God. and then more than any other team. Yeah, exactly. More than any other team, and then outside of facing the Giants, he has like three or something. Or like five or some shit, yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. not weird for that. Yeah. So. All right, so stop Boston Scott. That's number one. All right, what would y'all say? Like, what else is on the list? Yeah. Like, the bulletin um, one. To that, you know, definitely um, trying to stop Boston Scott. Like, he's the new age Barry Sanders or something. But, yeah. um... <laughs> so like you said, um they have they have arguably the best one two punch uh with a um AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. Um yeah. we just recently got a lot of help back in the um secondary for our team. We got ex Xavier McKinney, who is yeah. our you know star safety, yeah. and our C B one in Adore Jackson, who locked down 
Justin Jefferson last week. Um, mm. Jetta's only had Justin Jetta, Jefferson only had like what four for forty seven or something like that. Yeah, and he, you know, he ran all over us a couple we weeks. Got to do that to AJ Brown too. Same shit. So, yeah, Probably I think. Mm. I think what. With Wing Martindale, who, by the way, is also another catalyst to our success this year. Like, Wing Martindale is an absolute stud when it comes to defensive coordinating. Um, so what I think they'll do is have Adoree Jackson shadow um, A.J. Brown, like lock him up man-to-man, and then they'll probably bracket Devontae Smith in the slot. Like, a lot of people don't know about this rookie quarterback that they uh, drafted in Cordell Flott, who probably made the biggest play last week. On third and eight against the Minnesota Vikings when he um, passed defense the ball um, on that last drive. Um, so they'll probably switch him and out with uh, we have another corner named Fabian Moreau and try to bracket uh, Devontae Smith in the slot with safety help from probably Julian Love or something like that. But they also Jay have Love, Dallas Garter. Dude. Yeah, I love Julian Love. Oh my God. Love Julian Love. But Fabian, they also have Dallas Garter. Bro, listen, Fabian scares the shit out of me, bro. If Fabian gets cooked, yeah. Over- like he he started off the season he started off the season like good like he was yeah. listed in like the top ten of shutdown corners somehow yeah and they signed him off they signed him off the street in like literally to the first week of the season until I seen what Terry McLaurin was doing to him I was like oh, I was man. yo oh my yeah <laughs> nonetheless like, we need a Dory and Darnay back in this ASAP really yeah yeah really and Darnay although he's like you know he has his moments where he does terrible things he. <laughs> like last week, he had a he had a great game against the, the Vikings mm-hmm. um, in the slot. So again, you know, I think Adori could probably lock down either um, AJ or Devonte, and um, and then they'll either bracket one or the other. So we'll see what Wink pulls out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Another recipe for success tomorrow is I think Saquon Barkley's just gonna have to have the game of his life tomorrow. Yeah, like, he's, gonna have to yeah. he's got to rush for a hundred, bro. He's got like to. you could. Yeah, that that and like you could see it last week. Like he has a different level of intensity. This this uh, you know, the start of the postseason. Like this is his first run. Last week he was running angry. Like he, he yo on the second touchdown when he got like there was on the goal line or whatever. David Dalvin Dalvin Tomlinson, who's like three hundred plus pounds, former giant, he, former giant. Mm. He ran Dav, Dalvin Tomlinson to the depths of hell. Like literally, that's <laughs> like I'm telling you, bro. That's a three hundred and fifty plus pound defensive lineman and yeah. Saquon literally ran that man to the ground. So, you know, if Saquon comes in tomorrow with that same level of intensity, again, I think that we could do the same thing and run over that um that Philly defense. I think the Philly defense runs a similar similar defense to Minnesota where they drop their players and not giving mm. up a bunch of big plays of passing. They just got way better, of, way, way better players on their defense. Yeah, they, I think their talent is a lot better, way better uh, which is why they can drop their players. So that leaves a lot of room open for you know Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones to have another. They got, they got uh, goddamn Hassan Reddick over there. God, Hassan Reddick, oh, yeah, the uh, like their D line and like their secondary is insane. Yeah. So yeah, Saquon Barkley's another um you know X factor in it. Like I said, number eight, my man DJ. He's just gonna have to take it up, take it up we're to another need, uh, We're gonna need all the receivers to step up. We need Darius. Darius, Darius Slayton. I love Slayton, but catch the ball, bro. Catch the fucking ball, man. Always, always that have a third down. A pivotal, yeah. On that drag route against Minnesota. Yeah, Because yeah, if he caught that, always, it, it, it wouldn't have came to that fourth and eight. That over, over. Yeah. And I think the, the one theme with the Giants team this year is they always make it harder for themselves. Like, 
Mm. Even in the five to one or six to six and one starts of the season, like each one of those wins easily could have been uh, either a blowout or or a loss. Could have been a loss. Yeah. Whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? Like they always make it hard for themselves for some reason. And they did it last week. And they just cannot duplicate that tomorrow. So you can't make it hard against like against Philly. Yeah, Yeah. Philly, Philly will and one last point, I think coaching as well. Back to coaching, back to Dayball, back to Dayball. Like Nick Sirianni, for the first half, yes, he might have coached, you know, them into a what? What did they start like eleven ten and or something like that? Eleven and something crazy, yeah. Um, but you know whether that has to do with the talent that they have or you know his coaching pedigree. First half of the season, they started great. Give them credit for that. But the second half, they were a little they were a little rocky. They were a little rocky, and he made some boneheaded uh, mistakes in a couple of their games. Like nonetheless, they they finished fourteen and three. Again, that might have to do with their talent, or it might have had to do with you know his coaching pedigree. But I think, in my opinion, that Dayball is a better coach than Nick Sirianni. And when it comes oh, yeah. down to making, when it comes down to making the right decision in a critical point in the game, I'll yeah. give that edge to to Dayball over Nick Sirianni because well, he's done more with less. So yeah. That's my that's my recipe for success. I don't know if you wanted to add anything, Adrian. Um. Well, everything you said is definitely the recipe to success. Um. I'm just trying to. I'm. I'm thinking like, what? What could you possibly have left out? Like, you know, what I'm saying like, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, you know, like like I said, the receiver's gonna have to have a damn near perfect game. No easy. Yeah. Points, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um. When it comes to coaching, don't take no stupid timeouts because I feel like that's one thing that that was throwing me off. We took a couple bad yeah, timeouts yeah. at bad times this year. That yeah, yeah. Washington game, yeah. Watch, watch the yo. Oh my yo, we got cheated that yeah. game. Let, let's yeah, not. I don't even we want did. to talk we about did. yo. That's that, that Sunday night game. Bro, that no nah, the the game when we no nah, the, the first one. Yeah, when, when they tied. Um, when um. They called the taunting on John Feliciano. That was complete. Oh, that was complete yeah. bullshit. Ref, yo, side point. Refing this season has been atrocious. Probably the worst ever. I agree. And, yeah, worst I agree. and then an overtime. And then an overtime. Right? We should have had a way closer field goal because a uh, Richie James. He, Richie, uh, yep. The, the, I forgot who the defender was. Wasn't letting him get up and give the ball to the ref. And then they no was outside on the spike. Mm. I'm like, yo, what the fuck are the refs looking at? <laughs> like, this is like right in front of you. Like, yeah, right, right. Like, is, is like, is Vegas like in your ear right now? Like, it feels like they be they be picking and choosing when they want to like intervene and and make like, their presence. I think that's why. Weird. I think that's why uh, they cheated the the Redskins the second time we played them when when they missed the when that's the, right. Yeah, the legal shift on that ten. Yeah, I didn't see it. The PI was crazy. The PI was crazy. If they didn't see it, I didn't see it. <laughs> on, on that boy, Curtis, Curtis Samuel, a Brooklyn kid. Yeah. Yep. He's from yep. out here. From Brooklyn. That boy, Curtis okay. Samuel. Shout out, Bro- shout out, man. I don't shout even want to talk Brooklyn, man. Brooklyn, you know, we'll, we'll leave the Nets out of this one for today. because that's, 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 Oh, that's gee. A talk. That's a <laughs> we, need, we need KD back, man. We need KD back. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Nah, yeah. I mean, if KD wasn't the MVP, like, before, like, I, I don't know how clear that shit is now. Like, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, well, I, 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 season. I, I, maybe yeah. Luca, maybe Luca, maybe Luca, maybe Luca. Maybe, yeah, Jokic. It, bro, it was you, see now we now we talk. I don't know how to. Talk. <laughs> <laughs> right, bro, but like I'll say this, bro. It was it was really Jokic and KD for me, bro. 
that MVP race. And honestly, you could say K- KD, bro. These not to put them up there, man. Four, bro. They're zero and four right now. But yeah, but we do. But, but this is a Giants podcast. Yeah, this is a Giants podcast. Yeah, we'll bring it to another day for that one. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to get into that because it's gonna, it's gonna get real dark. But yeah, I mean, I right, I'm let me ask y'all this: Where does this Giants team rank? As far as like where y- y'all feel like yo, because obviously you had the 07 team, you had the 2011 team. Like, is this team like like are y'all put are y'all rating them like there with those two teams, or is it like are y'all tempering expectations? Because I don't. It feels like magic, but y'all y'all really be watching this team week in week out. So I want to ask y'all like, where does this team rank as far as like oh shit, like, motherfuckers can really win the Super Bowl. You want me to put those three teams in order? Yeah, rank them, rank them. Because I feel like those are the really, like, this team, those and those other two teams are really, like, the teams that come to mind. So, yeah, rank them. That's perfect. I say, um, damn. I would say 07 had the best defense. Mm, okay. Because we had yep. Strahan, Tuck, Yuminyora, like, like. That, okay. I fucking bro, hate that, that team, bro. I fucking hate Antonio, that team. Antonio Pierce. <laughs> Yo, they were over there making Brady's life hell. Eighteen and one, baby. Yo, everybody in Mass was sick to the stomach that day, huh? Bro, I, yeah. bro, I literally, bro, how how old were we? Probably like, well, like twelve. Probably like fourth grade, fifth grade, something. Yeah, like that. we were we were some we were some youngest, bro. I literally cried to the point where I couldn't go to school the next day, bro. I was sick, I was sick as fuck. Like, yeah. I, was, bro, I just remember I had this vivid memory of like having you know the low. Those little like sofa pillow, like those little sofa pillows that are, like kind of small. But I remember just like yeah, just sinking my face into that pillow, pulling oh. my eyes off. My mom's concerned, like yo, like this is just sports, relax. It's not that serious. I'm like, you don't understand. No. Like, it's deep. Much- it's deeper than that, bro. It's deep. It's deep. So yeah, okay, no. so you got that 017 number one, Adrian. Yeah. What you think the uh, jo- what you think the odds were for that game? The Giants were like plus a thousand. I mean, plus a thousand. I saw it earlier today. I saw it oh. earlier today. I think it was uh, 15, 15 and a half. That was, that that was the spread? 15 and a half? For that game? Oh, yeah. that, that makes it worse. Yo. That, oh, that's, that's 15 and a half. Yeah. Fuck, bro. And then you know that, what, play? Like, didn't Brady, Brady like, he, oh, he broke some records that season, right? Or something no, like that. Him and Randy oh, Moss. 50 touchdowns, Moss, what, 23 TDs or some shit like that? Bro, you know what yeah. play always stands out to me? I know y'all motherfuckers were scared too when this shit happened. It was the, it was the second to last play when Brady dropped back and threw the fucking eighty yard bomb to Ooh. Moss, and it was this close, bro. I know y'all Ooh. remember that shit. Yeah. He just, he just overthrew him by like probably my three yards. My heart sunk. Uh, my heart sunk. I won't lie. Yeah, I won't lie. That, but again, Adrian tough. said that defense. That was probably our best defense, like you said. Yeah, that was special. Yeah. Y'all, 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 had the, y'all had the recipe. Y'all got y'all got right. pressure on Brady with four. That's the recipe. I'll say right, so you got them one. Okay, who's two? I'd say 20. I would say uh 20. I wouldn't even put 07 number one because I, I feel like that and 11 team, they were both powerful in their own way. Like the 20 yeah. the 2011 team had great defense too, but the offense was yeah. amazing too. Like the like Cruz, baby. Victor Cruz, Hakeem Nix, uh Hakeem. what's his name? Um the goddamn we had the uh Mario Manningham, we had the uh mm. Brandon Jacobs and Ahmad Bradshaw. Yeah. Yeah. Just like 07, we had both of them, except the the roles reversed. The roles that reversed. Manning, that that Manningham catch, man, crazy, crazy. crazy. Okay, so, so so you still you still got the OGs one and two, and then you got this one three. Yeah. 
I would That's say yo, it's funny though because 07, I remember B B Jacobs was our number one back and Ahmad Bradshaw was the two back. At, at, he was a rookie, and then yeah. uh, 11 they switched because uh, that boy Jacobs was already, he he was already uh you know he was getting a little yeah, a little injured and old yeah uh, he was still running through motherfuckers and then Bradshaw mm-hmm. was, Bradshaw was really killing so it's like they switch they reverse roles it's crazy mm. and then this team I, I got to rank it number three man just just cause but but listen, I I think if if we went if if we go far, man, I I, I might change my mind. That's number one. That's and number the story, one. The, the story's <laughs> not done yet. The story's not done yeah. yet. That's facts. That's very fair. That's very fair. How, how, you, how, would, you, how would you rank them out? So I want to I want to separate. Like I want to make a different like list. So okay. you have in terms of like success, that's the list that Adrian just uh, made. So in terms of success, obviously I'd go with. Uh, all right. So first, I'll go with the eleven team because in eleven, we were both wild cards for both runs. Mm-hmm. In eleven, we were nine and seven though, and the path to the bowl was a lot harder than it was in 07. Ooh. So we had to go through in the first round. Atlanta was it Atlanta? So we went Atlanta. through Atlanta. That was well, Matt Ryan. had that long ass touchdown. Hakeem Nicks had a long touchdown. And then we had to go through the 15 and, I believe, one Packers. That's when, like, Aaron Rodgers was lights out. Like, in unbelievable. Lambo, too. In, in Lambo. And we smoked yeah. them. And we smoked them. And we smoked them. them. Y'all, y'all did that in, in both those runs, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. First one but the first, time, the first time we beat them in the NFC in the NFC Championship in overtime. Yep. That field yep. goal, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brett, Brett Favre. Word. Favre's old ass. Yeah, five. And the NFC Championship in 11 was, I believe, the 49ers. And then we beat yeah. them. Yep. And then, you know, obviously, you know, the rest is history. But in 07, again, same thing. Yeah. Go through uh, Green Bay in the NFC Championship. Tom Coughlin is like red as a tomato. His nose is about to fall off. I don't know. I don't know if you know that iconic photo, but yeah, if yeah, you see yeah. it, yeah, yeah, unbelievable, frigid weather, like ridiculous. So Rick. I'd go 11, uh, 7, and then obviously, you know, the, the story is rem- uh, remain to be read. The jury's still out on this team, or you know how far they go, whatever the case may be. And then I'll go, um, you know, this year. And then a lot of people forget about that 2016 team too. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, we lost in the wild card round against Green Bay, but that team was also that team was also pretty formidable too. You know, Odell was in the prime of his career. He was going yeah. insane. We had Young Shep. We had uh, Victor Cruz on his tail end of his career. You know, somewhat formidable Eli Manning. Against the uh, behind a terrible offensive line, terrible. but anywho, that's just a side mm. point. That's just a side point. I just wanted to bring that up because you know, it does my guy. Um, so separate that list. So, in terms of like the teams that have the 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 most camaraderie and the most fun, yeah. I think like this team right here. Um, you know, with the with the additions of Kayvon Thibodeau, with the additions of you know Aziz Lori, who has been you know he, he's a sophomore and he's been injured throughout the season. You know, with yeah. the addition of Dexter Lawrence, who has really, you know, came onto the scene as one of the premier nose tackles. Um, you know, I just think this team is, within the last decade or so, um, has been the most, you know, the most fun in terms of, like, you know, camaraderie, chemistry with each other. Um, you know, in practices, you see videos of them coming to their, together and just, like, dancing and having fun. Um, you know, really yeah. fighting for each other on the field. Um, you know, really, you know, having each other's back. And, you know, as a, as a, as a football uh, team, you want that. You want to, you, you, you know, you want to line up next to your brother. 
Um, and I think that these 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 players, they really look at each other as brothers as opposed to teammates. And once you have that certain level of trust and once you have that relationship with who you're going to war with, I think that, you know, the opportunity and the potential is limitless and the ceiling is, you know, exponentially high. Um, so, you know, I'd rank this team as number one for me, in my opinion, as number one in terms of the, the you know, the, 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 the New York Giants uh, football team that has had the most. I guess, you know, togetherness and the most, um, you know, camaraderie within the last decade. Um, and again, you know, to, 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 to the earlier points of the 07 and 011 teams, like we were young. Um, so like we didn't really understand the full, you know, entire mechanics of what goes behind um, of having a football team and, you know, how they operate and, you know, what goes into, you know, their team success. And, um, you know, in 011, you know, we, we were, you know, we were in eighth grade. We could understand, you know, XYZ, you know, Tom Brady, this, that, and the third, Victor Cruz, Eli Manning, whatever the case may be. But we didn't really fully, you know, engage and understand the the X's and O's and the the the, the behind the scenes um aspect of what, you know, drives success. Um so, you know, if I was to rank, you know, in terms of team camaraderie, I'd say, you know, eleven would be second because you know, we brought in um, Victor Cruz, who was a UMass alum. Shout out UMass. Um, you. you know, shout out to you. Um, you know, he was an undrafted free agent uh, for the yeah. New York Giants that season. And he came in and made an immediate impact, um, you know, without him. You know, I don't think we I don't think we make that run in 11, to be honest with you, because, you know, he brought a new skill set in the slot uh, receiver spot that, you know, we didn't necessarily have. Um from 07 on up until that point That's and then we only had big receivers you know we only had big receivers um so you know victor cruz really came in and ushered in that you know like i said intermediate passes you know 10 to 15 yards and then taking it to the house or whatever the case may be i could remember against the jets on i believe christmas day or something like that, that play literally christmas came day. to my mind with, with victor cruz 99 yards or something you know what i mean you know what i'm saying like, yeah that's a record right there. And then like, yeah. you know, that, that, that momentum carried on throughout the season. And then, um, you know, I, you know, again, I'd rank the 07 team um, third, you know, we were, you know, that was Michael Strand's last season. You know, Michael Strand is one of the greatest defensive um, ends in the league. You know, he has multiple ever. records. Might be the best ever. ever. Po possibly, possibly, yeah. arguably. Um, um, so, yeah. I just, I just, I, I, I put this team first this year's iteration of the Giants, then the uh, 11 team second, and then the 017 third. Okay, okay, okay. All right, I'm gonna hit y'all with two rapid questions, and then we could probably, and after that, we'll do our, our final score predictions for this weekend's game. First question, little rapid question. I'm gonna spend too much time on it, but if you, you know, if, if you're passionate about it, feel free to. Is Eli a Hall of Famer? Because I know that's a popular question amongst Giants. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead, Adrian. I'll let you go first. Is Eli Hall First ballot. <laughs> first, okay. Tell me why. I mean, I know he got the two Super Bowls, but, like, why else? He's the best. Listen, uh, he's the – I'll put it this way. He let Kobe in the fourth quarter. In the, in the fourth mm. quarter. You feel me? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's the, be he the best comeback quarterback – like, best fourth quarter – quarterback ever in my opinion like specifically like that's real talk he's not to be fucked with let's put it that ever. way 
not Never. to be fucked with. And it's, two, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's he how many Super Bowl MVPs he got? One or two? Two. Do we, oh, we got both of them? Yeah. Easy E, best, baby. Best player in the most important game. Yeah, that's yeah, that's valid. Uh, so I'm guessing you agree with that, Matt. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, you know, not to mention it's obvious that he brought us the most recent, you know, Super Bowls in Giants history. The last, you know, Super Bowls that we won was we weren't even alive yet with the Lawrence Taylor uh, Giants in the nineties. Yeah. Um, so in recent memory, you know, we've, if you want to look at ultimate terms of like success for the teams, just specifically in the NFC East division, the New York Giants have the most success within the last twit. Like, so, okay. We're, what 25 26 25 within the last 25 years mm. the new york giants have had the most success in the nfc east we have yeah, two a, super point. bowl rings yeah and those two super bowl rings are because iconic of eli. Not, not eli elijah manning <laughs> a lot of people pronounce it alicia Whatever, <laughs> however the hell you want to pronounce it, Alicia Elijah Manning. Okay, Alicia, and, Alicia's crazy, but okay. Alicia's crazy, right? <laughs> Nonetheless, Eli Manning is our first ballot Hall of Famer. Okay, um, I just think the circumstances in which he won his two Super Bowl rings were, you know, his back was against the wall. Yeah, you know, he did a lot with pretty much like a lot. You know, uh, you know, from the grand scheme of things, a lot of people recognize the players that he had on both rosters. Outside of the defense, of course, as nobody, as yeah. nobody's. Um, and, you know, he's top 10 in, in multiple, you know, quarterback statistics that a lot of people, you know, revere quarterbacks. And, um, you know, he's top 10 in passing touchdowns, past 10 receiving touch, uh, receiving yards, uh, top 10 in quarterback wins or whatever the case may be. And, like, if you just look at the advanced metrics, he, you know, he's leading in all of them. And, one of the you know most important records that Eli still has is he is the leading postseason um, quarterback in passing yards for just the postseason alone. Passing yards, I believe, passing touchdowns and passing completions. Nobody has broken. That I didn't record notice. Since That's crazy. Since twenty eleven, nobody's broken that record since twenty eleven. Not even no, not Patrick Mahomes, not Tom Brady. That's not definitely. Josh Allen or none of those guys. Yeah, Eli Manning has that record. That's serious. So, nonetheless, he's 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 first ballot. He's first ballot. Okay, I guess that question was kind of easy. All right, let me give you a little harder one, and then after that, we can do predictions. What could Odell Beckham Jr. like? What could he have been if shit just went right in New York? Because, bro, no bullshit. That first, like. Obviously, you know, the catch against Dallas, the, the shit just blows up after that. And I guess, like, a two-part of that question, was that catch for, you know, was that catch against Dallas, like, low-key, long run, like, not good for him or not? And y'all can answer that, too, if y'all want. But, like, what could this dude have been if shit just went right? Obviously, injuries played a part in it, but, like, I think some of it was him, too. Like, if shit just went right, like, is are we talking about this guy in a different breath, like, you know, all-timer type shit or – or was this was this how it was supposed to go? I'll let you go first, Adrian. Yeah, he would have been a, definitely an all time great. I mean, yeah. I still I still think he's an all time great. Honestly, like just like talent, he might be the most talented receiver to ever play the game. Honestly, 
like just talent wise. But yeah. uh, I'm just looking at our offense right now. If we had like let's say Odell in his prime on this offense right now, oh, which could which could have been a thing. Like that's like he only what he's twenty nine thirty. Like that's not even crazy. Like, bring, that, that, that really could be should, possible. I really want Odell to come back, bro. We should really bring him back. Mm. We should really bring for next season. Bring him back, bro. If Josh King's about it, man. I'm man. telling you, him, Shepard, fuck, Hodgins. Hodgins. I don't think they're gonna keep keep Richie James though. They're gonna let him walk. He's gonna nah, get Richie's done. Richie's done. He's, he's, Richie? he's gonna he's gonna get paid no. somewhere though. He's gonna get paid somewhere. He will get paid though. He yeah. will get paid. But the, the giant the Giants only brought him in just for this season. He's exceeding expectations. But yeah. every I swear to God, every time he catches a punt, bro, I get a heart attack. Oh <laughs> yo, Seattle game. Oh my god. god. Bro. Don't even don't even get me started. That's bro. that's what oh, I forgot to mention. Yeah, our special teams better be perfect against the Eagles too. Yo, our, that's yeah. the one thing we've been liking all season, bro. No muffed punts, no no fumbles. Graham yeah. Gano got to do just regular Graham Gano shit. You know, G baby. We got one of the best kickers in the game. Yeah, he's the best. He's the best. He got snuffed for the other football. than Justin Tucker. Awesome. Other than Justin Tucker. Other than hey. Justin Tucker. Just yeah, Tucker is an automatic cold, automatic field goal. <laughs> yeah, that's a cold motherfucker right there. He's no matter where it's from. Games. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, he's different. He's different. All right, okay. All right, so all right, what, what your thoughts on Odell, Matt? I, I know he's close. You hold him close to your heart, so. Yeah, I mean, we, we all know that. Um, I, I just think, like, if he was in this, this offense right now, he'd easily be the best you know, wide receiver in the league right now. No questions asked. Like, his his skill set, and again, like, to Adrian's point of about, about him being um, the best, one of the best wide receivers of all time, like, he's definitely up there. Um, yeah. You know, he, he he won a ring. Um, you know, not not a lot of... That first you know, half. In history of football, not a arguably, lot of... That first half in the Super Bowl last year, arguably, he was he was the Rams' most important player. He was, he was the Super Bowl yeah. MVP. No questions yeah. asked about it. No questions asked. Up until the point crazy. where he injured the yo, no questions no asked. Doubt. No doubt. Uh, not a lot of wide receivers who we regard as, you know, the best wide receivers in NFL history. Not a lot of them have a ring. Not a lot of them have a ring. Outside of Jerry Rice and who else? Get throw, throw me a like a, a, a... man. That's probably I mean, because I'm thinking Randy Moss don't got one. T.O. don't got one. Calvin don't got one. Megatron don't got one. Julio don't got one. Yeah. Julio don't got one. It's valid. It's a valid point. OBJ got a ring. OBJ got mm-hmm. a ring. And, you know, possibly would be contending for another one if he was in this offense. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you asked a secondary question about did that catch in um, against Dallas, did that, like, set him up for, like, failure in a way? And, you know, has he lived up to the hype since then or whatever the case may be? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's been injured. The, you know, the past six or seven seasons since, you know, that catch or whatever the case may be. And he's might not have put up the, the big statistical numbers that he did with his early, you know, Giants tenor. But again, like I said, he won a ring. Like that's the ultimate pedestal that every NFL player, like the upper echelon of NFL players, that's what they all strive to win is a ring. Um, so again, in terms of like statistics, yeah, maybe he might not have put up the you know, the statistical seasons that we expected of him since that catch against Dallas. Um, but, you know, I think that propelled him 
in terms of, you know, being in the limelight as, you know, a premier NFL talent, you know, obviously that has gone on to, you know, do him wonders in terms of like endorsements and, um, you know, just the, just the, the, just the fanfare overall as an NFL talent. Like if you look at Odell, he has the, the most, like the most Instagram followers of any NFL player. Like that's, that's a fact. Yeah. Like he's the most popular NFL player um, at any position, whatever the case may be. So that, you know, in that aspect of, in terms of, you know, gaining like, you know, popularity and like fandom, that catch did him well. But in terms of following up in similar success, in terms of like individual statistical seasons, he may have flatlined a little bit or he may have plateaued, um, you know, after that catch. I mean, after he, I mean, he made that catch with his, I want to say, I forgot. Was what it his rookie year? Or was, it might rookie. have been his rookie year. It was his rookie year, right? It was his rookie year, yeah. Okay. He, he, and he started off that year injured season, too, right? Yeah, he missed the first four games and he broke the rookie uh, receiver record. Yeah, I remember just, that. I, I don't know why that Rams game he had. I know y'all remember that shit. That game oh, against yeah. the Rams he had, but he just blacked out for like what buck fifty or something crazy like that. Buck fifty, probably like two tuts. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely crazy. Yeah. So he, he was different. Yeah, like the three or four seasons after that on the Giants, he did well statistically. But yeah. when he got traded to 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 Cleveland, that oh my god, Baker, that's to sick me, not to mention Baker. Dave Gettleman, who was the, the the general manager at the time. Yeah, initially, like before the season started, they signed Odell to a record breaking wide receiver contract, four years, ninety mil, or something like that. Yeah, and I remember the one quote, the one memorable quote coming out of that press conference was, "We did not sign Odell to trade him." And at season's end, you know, Odell missed, like, the last three or four games of that season due to, like, a calf strain or whatever. Come March, offseason starts, they trade him to the Browns. You know, Baker Mayfield, we know what the hell Baker Mayfield. Odell's is. dad had to get involved talking Odell's about Odell's dad had to get involved. This yeah. Third, that whole tenure how wide Browns open was, he is. Yeah, absolutely abysmal. Yeah. So, like, that whole situation didn't work out for him in terms of, you know, individual success. But on the bigger picture um, point of view, like outlook, I think we'd be asking the question when Odell requires, I mean, retires is, who is Jerry Rice? When like, who's Jerry Rice? If Odell continued that similar level of like success that he had after that, um, you know, Cowboys catch, he was on pace. He was on pace. He was on pace to yeah. break multiple records, yeah. numerous wide receiver records, and we'd be sitting here asking again, "Who is Jerry Rice?" Yeah, I remember. I, like, I time. truly believe that in my heart. Like, yeah, Odell is like, like Adrian said, Odell is one of the top receiving um, wide receivers that we've ever seen in NFL history. Like, hands down, at that size. His leaping Special. ability, like unbelievable, unbelievable. He's so, under yeah. he's under six feet. Route running hands, all that. Yeah, that's different. That's yeah. Now I'm, I, that was beautiful answers by both of y'all. All right, we'll we'll end it with this final score, final prediction. Adrian, you can go first. Giants in Philly. It's in Philly, so you know it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be a ruckus crowd. You know them Philly motherfuckers are wild. But what's the final score? What's your final prediction? You know, I gotta, I gotta rock with my Giants, man. You know, of course. 
if we win, I, I, this is what I was I was saying to my cousin earlier. I said, if we win, it's going to be close. If we lose, yep. we're getting blown out. That's, that's, mm. that's what I see happening. But I see us winning 27-24. Let's go. Let's okay. Go. All right, Matt, what do you got? I agree. Um, so G-Men winning, of course. Um, <laughs> you know, I think the momentum that they carry in from last week goes into this week like, they're playing with house money. They have nothing to lose. Like all of the pundits coming into the season, they brought us all off. Like they thought we were going to only win four games this season, five, six, seven. Nobody expected us to be here right now. And I just think yeah. coming off of, you know, last week's momentum going into this week, you know, the storylines add up. This is a division rival. You know, it's the Philadelphia Eagles. Like everybody hates the Eagles, especially Giants fans, because we're in the same division. Um, separate apart from that, I just think, Again, like what Adrian said, this is going to come down to a close, like, if we win, this is going to come down to a close, like, an insane DJ pass to, like, fucking Darius Slayton or Isaiah Hodgins or Saquon takes it to the house or some shit like that off a broken play or a Graham Gano kick from, like, 60 yards or some shit like that. That's just how we, you know, that's just how we win. That's how we win all season. Mm -hmm. Um so, you know, it'll come down to a last play. And, you know, if, if it's in the Giants' hands, they will win the game. Like, I just I just think, like, you know, Daniel Jones and the offense can string together, uh, you know, a couple plays that'll that'll put them in position to win the game. Um, so my final score prediction is, shit, I want to say, like, I'm going to go continue with the trend of scoring 30 points We've scored 30 points in the last two out of four weeks, or the case maybe. I want to say 30 27. 30 27. Mm, Graham okay. Gano sends us to the fucking NFC championship off of like yeah. a fucking 60 yard or some shit like that. Let's go, G Men. Let's fucking <laughs> go. Let's fucking go. <laughs> I can't believe it, but I think I agree with y'all. I think this is like, it feels like it's that magic is around this team. Something special is going on. It's crazy because. Y'all probably got the only running back in the league that I trust in a close game to break off a big one. Like, this motherfucker, you can hand him the ball on fourth and five, and he'll take that shit to the crib. So, all that being said, I think I agree with both of y'all. I'll say it might be a dog fight. It might be most. I'm on low scoring side, but I, I'm rooting for a high scoring game. I'll say 21-17 G-Men. And y'all motherfuckers are going to be in the NFC Championship. So, yeah, it's, it's a special season. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. Y'all deserve that. Y'all deserve that for y'all sure. Yeah, Adrian, facts. Adrian, Matt, thank y'all for joining me. Shout out to y'all Giants. It's a special run. It's not over yet. Y'all got the Dirty Birds tomorrow. And yes, sir. I, I honestly can't believe I'm saying this, but go G-Man. <laughs> go G-Man. Turning yeah. the boys into pigeons, baby. The Eagles <laughs> are not flying no more. Facts. Adori Island. Adori Island. <laughs> All right. If you made it to this part of the podcast, you unfortunately got to hear some bad betting advice that I'm about to share with y'all. And we can start off with this uh, this first game. I think it's going to be the first game on, on Saturday, but it's going to be the Dallas Cowboys at the San Francisco 49ers. Now, the first bet that I actually feel good about. And I don't know, like, I feel as if this line is kind of low, but it's the over for total points scored. Right now, FanDuel has it at 46 and a half. You'll probably find that number on most betting sites. And I don't know. I would take the over in that. I think the Cowboys, that offense, you know, we make fun of the Cowboys, but that offense is legit. I feel as if they they call good plays. Like, 
And that Tampa game, which RIP Tampa, we're not even going to do a funeral for them. They don't really deserve it. That team, that team was bad all along, and I kind of got tricked after that second half they had against Carolina. But it was a bad team. The Cowboys were the better team. They deserved to, they deserved to win that game, and they did. So shout out to them. But needless to say, that Cowboys offense, I think, is really good. They got some talent. I think they can make some noise in this game. And then the 49ers, I mean, we already know what they're about. Against Seattle, we saw what they did in that second half where Debo was going crazy. You know, they got McCaffrey, Ayuk, Kittle. They even got that dude Jennings who, you know, he'll make plays. And, I mean, that game was a little weird because Purdy was a little shaky to start in Seattle. Like, they were keeping it close, and it felt like it was going to be one of those divisional dogfights, the divisional rival just, you know, slugfest that we're so used to seeing in the playoffs, but then the second half started, Seattle, they had that, that fucking drive in the red zone with the, in, um, ineligible downfield was called, and the next play, Geno fumbled, and I think there was like four of those called that game, it, it was a weird, it was really a weird vibe from Seattle that second half, but, you know, shout out to San Francisco, that offense is legit, but yeah, back to this game, um, they have it at 46 and a half, I could definitely see this going over, I think we're going to see a lot of points. There's a lot of talented players on both sides of the ball. And I would parlay that over. Now, this is what's cool about FanDuel. I'll, you can use the same game parlays. I would parlay that over with Tony Pollard for any time scorer um, for a touchdown. I mean, I, honestly, maybe CeeDee Lamb. You could argue CeeDee Lamb is more important. But I think Pollard is probably their most impactful offensive player. I definitely can see him get into the into the red zone, into the end zone this game. So I'll throw him in there for any time touchdown. And this is a crazy one. It's at plus 1,000 right now. So obviously it's a long shot. And I think this guy probably only gets like two to three touches a game. But it's Kyle Huszczyk to score a touchdown. So if you parlay that, Kyle Huszczyk with Tony Pollard to score a touchdown. Those two guys to score. And then the over in Dallas... Um, in the Dallas and 49ers game for both of those teams to just go over 46 and a half. If you bet $10 on that shit, you're getting back like 330 bills. So I think that's good value for you sickle gamblers out there. And I would take a look at that. I'll, I'll take a little peek. All right, the second game, and I'm not even going in order at this point, but we have Cincinnati at Buffalo. This is on Sunday. Um, that Cincinnati game last week against Baltimore was definitely weird. Again, one of those divisional rivalry games where Baltimore was just playing, you know, smash mouth, old school Ravens football, where they're just running it down your throat, pause, and the defense is going crazy. Harbaugh's have Harbaugh's having those dickhead interviews on the sideline. Like it was really one of those old school Ravens games. And Cincinnati, like, they were a little shaky. Some The offensive line, there was some injuries that they had to deal with again in that game. And I think they're going to be missing a few starters in this game. Um, And as for the Bills, that the offense, we know how great it is. And they have honestly had some sick moments in that Dolphins game where Josh Allen reverted back into sicko mode. And he just, like, I mean, at one point, the Dolphins were up 24 to 20, I think, when they had that strip sack return for a touchdown. But, you know, Buffalo got it together. That offense is legit. So I know they're going to score points. And I don't know, Cincinnati just not having that offensive line really healthy. And it might be a moot point because I think last year in the playoffs, what, they allowed nine sacks against Tennessee and they still won. So maybe that doesn't even matter when you have, when Joe Burrow is your quarterback and he's just the coolest guy ever. But 
uh, I don't know. I, I, honestly, I was conflicted making a parlay for this one. I guess I'll have to land on the side of Joe Burrow being your quarterback. So I'll take Cincinnati plus five and a half. I think they cover the spread. Um, like I said, that Buffalo defense is really suspect. You saw the Patriots moving on them in the, in the last week of the regular season. You saw Miami with Skylar Thompson just moving on them. And it, I mean, how much dropped passes there were in the first quarter. Like, if you think if those were caught, Miami might even win that game. But, yeah, Miami, with a third stringer, was able to move on this Buffalo defense. They're pretty sus. So, I think Buffalo will at least cover the spread five and a half. I think they'll put up points. They'll keep up with Buffalo's offense. Um, So, I'll have that in the parlay. Cincinnati plus five and a half. I'll also throw Jamar Chase, anytime touchdown scorer. And I'll throw Josh Allen, anytime touchdown scorer. That's just sort of some safe picks to you know, sort of massage the parlay and, you know, bring some reassurance into it. So that's what I'll go with for that game. Next up, again, I'm not going in order. I'm going back. This game is on Saturday. I have, uh, this is the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Kansas City Chiefs. Only takeaway I have from the Jaguars last week is just Trevor Lawrence. I think that kid is special. Like what he did in that second half where they were just, it was a fucking beat down. And I talked about it last week, the Chargers. This is in like, that's in their DNA to blow games to just to just have catastrophic meltdowns. Like, if you told me they were gonna be up twenty seven zero in the first half, obviously I would have picked the Chargers to win. But if you also told me that they were up twenty seven zero at one point and they still lost, I wouldn't be surprised. And that's exactly what happened. But I really want to give credit to Trevor Lawrence real quick. Like what he did in that second half reminds me of what Andrew Luck did in the playoffs. I don't even know how many years ago against the Chiefs where this is back when the Chiefs had Alex Smith and I think Jamal Charles got injured that game. But like these two, those two performances um, were really similar to me because Andrew Luck in that game, from what I remember, he was just sick as fuck. Like he was throwing interceptions. It was like back to back to back possessions of him just turning the ball over. And it was the same thing with Trevor Lawrence in this game. Interception after interception. I mean, bro had four picks in the first half. And he came back in the second half and he he walked them down every drive, almost every drive. He took care of business. I think an underrated part of being a good quarterback is just having short-term memory. And Andrew Luck, when he was at the peak of his powers, like that was sort of, I think, one of the, the traits that made him great. And I think Trevor Lawrence showed that in this game. So, yeah, shout out to Jacksonville. That was an impressive win. Um, but this isn't the Chargers that they're playing this week. They're playing the Kansas City Chiefs, and they got the spread right now at eight and a half. Honestly, I would take the Chiefs to cover that. I think the Chargers, they're probably going to be a little frisky to start the game. I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to be as sick. It might even be like, I wouldn't even be surprised if it's tied at halftime or the Jaguars are up by like three or some shit. But I think second half, once the game starts, you know, getting longer and longer, Mahomes and that just talented offense. I think the cream is the cream. The cream is gonna rise to the top, if that's even a saying. The uh, the Chiefs, excuse me, are just gonna handle business. I think they're gonna cover that spread at eight and a half. So I would parlay that with Travis Kelsey any anytime touchdown score, along with Travis Etienne anytime touchdown score. If you throw ten bills on that, you get back one seventy two. I think that's good returns. I actually that's probably like my lock of the week. Oh, you know what? I lied because I got one more leg to that parlay, and that's Kadarius Tony anytime touchdown scorer. This is a guy that was on the Giants. They got rid of him. They traded for him for some draft picks, I think. 
And it was crazy to me when they traded him at the time because I'm like, bro, this dude is like, he's actually nice. And the Chiefs, I think, you know, part of the reason why they traded him is because, you know, might be kind of troubled off the field, not really the best locker room fit. But this kid is talented. There's no denying that. And ever since he's joined the Chiefs, I've seen him make plays, whether he's a, used as a running back or they're just throwing little fucking screen passes to him. You know, he could obviously catch it. Dude's a receiver, but at times they're using him as a running back. He's really talented, bro. So I think he's going to get his this game. So Kadarius Tony, Travis Etienne, Travis Kelsey, all to score touchdowns. Add that to the Kansas City Chiefs spread at minus eight and a half. I think that's a safe little four-leg parlay. And let's see. The last, I actually didn't even make a parlay for this Giants game. I think that game is going to be a fucking rager. I would probably throw Saquon as a touchdown score in that game. I might even throw Darius Slayton. I mean, we'll get to the Giants once we once the guys, once you got once y'all hear the guys and shit, but but yeah, I didn't even bet the Giants. I didn't even make a parlay for the Giants and Eagles game. I don't know what to expect that game. I also don't want to spoil it too much. Ah. But yeah, and as for the Giants and Eagles game, I didn't actually make a bet for this, but if I had to, I'd probably say Saquon gives you a TD. Fuck it. Throw Devontae Smith in that bitch and... Uh, Matt and Adrian talked about this. Let me let me see what the odds are real quick. This is real time. I'm not even gonna edit this shit. But Boston Scott, apparently this guy is like the giant killer, bro. Like this this dude goes crazy when he plays the Giants. I wasn't even hit. Uh, Matt and Adrian brought that to my attention. So let me see what his odds are real quick. Uh, they're plus three thirty. So even Vegas is like, yo, we know this guy does damage when he plays them. So. Fuck it, I'll throw that. I'll throw Saquon Barkley at plus 100 to score a touchdown. I said, what, Devontae Smith plus 140, Boston Scott plus 330. You probably throw 10 bills on that. You'll get back like 100 and some change. So, yeah, that would be my bet for that game. But, yeah, this this weekend, man, this is really the weekend. This is when really, it really feels like the NFL playoffs. Last weekend was lit. It was crazy, and it was a good start. But this is like, yo, we're really in the middle of the war right now. Like, we... I feel as if this weekend we'll know or we'll have a good idea on who is really going to be in the Super Bowl. So, yeah. Thank y'all for listening. Again, thank you to Matt and Adrian for hopping on and, and making some time for the show. Like, share, subscribe, leave a comment, DM us on Instagram if you have any suggestions, if you want to hop on, tap into any of the episodes, any of the platforms, shows, whatever that we have on Connection Media. You know, subscribe to those. We got a wrestling show on there. Guys are going crazy on that. We got the Beat the Bookies that came out of retirement. Hoop Chat came out of retirement last week. Of course, we got the mainstay, Richie and Michael Connection on the main feed. Tap into that as well. We'll be back on that soon. And I thank you guys for listening. And let's enjoy some football this weekend.